0: Super hyped up. to bring Angela Felder onto the podcast because we're going to talk about friendship today and we're both in our mid-30s, mid to late 30s, (laughs) we're both in our mid to late 30s and, and we're really good friends and I think that you do a really good job at making and keeping friends and all of that and I think that a lot of people have trouble with that as adults so we're going to talk about that it's going to be so much fun but first a little bit about Angela so she is from Austin Texas where her interest in the arts began at the O. Henry writing club in the local theater she moved to LA where she was part of an all-women PR company MMP short for make moves publicity they gave back to community through proceeds from music events she also wrote her first young adult book her work is acknowledged by the Library of Congress, and she is searching for the right publishing home. She currently resides in Detroit, Michigan. Welcome, Angela. Thank you, and thank you so much for having me. Insert, today. insert clap sounds. I was saying earlier, it's like the radio because we're sharing my one big mic. Because Ooh, testing, well, long story, not really a long story, short story. I ordered clip on mics, we were going to each have our own mic, and then I realized that they only work with my phone, not my Chromebook, and we're using my phone to record the video because my Chromebook sucks for videos, so that's the story, so anyway, no one cares, but we're here. And actually, then, the audio did not record, or it glitched and the recording deleted, so we're really glad that we did the video too, so we are swiping the audio from the video it's it's been it's been a lot but we we made it happen so as long as you can hear us a little bit i think yeah i see it working so we're good okay we'll just talk extra loud that's not gonna be a problem for us it's not working it it was not working stephanie (laughs) so um angela thank you for being here thank you for having me oh my gosh like I've listened to a few of your podcasts in the past. Everyone, if you haven't yet, you need to listen to her "Thank You for Laughing" podcast. So when you are listening to it right now, oh yeah, well, more of those. you should listen to more of it. More, yes. yes. <laughs> um, so when you asked me to come on and talk about friendship, I was like, "This is perfect for us." So thanks for yeah. having me in your space. Definitely, That's yeah. Awesome. And I know that we were we were talking about it for a while, actually, a while ago. So I'm really glad that we're actually getting to do it. So, um, and it's so funny because, okay, we're just going to, like, jump right into this. Like, people have literally asked us if we're dating, <laughs> and I think that's really funny because we were, I was already talking to her about, like, doing a podcast about friendship, but then when people started asking us that, I was like, yeah, we really need to do that because I just feel like people it's so uncomfortable with platonic intimacy like between adult women. It's like they don't understand like if you're not dating, why would you want to hang out and talk to the same person so often? It's like they would only do that with their significant other and we're like, we just we just do it because... We're just being on <laughs> uh, I mean, to. I think, and also it has a lot to do, and something we discussed about this is most women our age are already married or married with kids or have a partner right and so you know when you see women and there's i think there's honestly nothing wrong with like women in their mid-30s or 40s or 50s however old you are to like go on vacation with your girlfriends or with a girlfriend um but i think a lot of those misconceptions come from you know um not, you know, I guess having as many of those activities in your life as maybe you did prior, right, to like married life or to no longer being in a single life. And I'm not trying to exclude anyone that's probably like, hey, that's not me. But um, I think the reality of the situation is as we get older, we don't have as much time to decide where we want to place our time in our lives. And a lot of the time, it is going to go our children. It is going to go toward our SO. So I think it is the older we become, the more rare it is to be able to chalk, you know, chalk up a time of a little bit. Yeah. Inside. And I mean, and not only do I think there's nothing wrong with it, but I think it's healthy. Because, I mean, if you look at the statistics, 60% of marriages end in, in divorce. So, what are you going to do if, if you get divorced and you look around and you're all gone because you neglected them for the last 20 years? Right. married? You know, what are you going to do? Like, and also, 80% of men die married, 80% of women die widows. Because men don't live as long as women. Women live longer. And so more than likely, if you're a woman married to a man, which obviously, like, I'm bisexual, so may or may not be doing that, and our listeners are all different genders, but just, like, in general, most women are going to die alone. Like, not to be morbid, but... And so, like, who is going to be there with you when your husband dies? Like, hopefully you have those friends still and I know for me I spent a lot of years a lot of years after I became a single mom focusing on trying to find a partner trying to find a husband trying to find a father for my son and when those relationships ended which most of the time they did I looked around and I didn't have a lot of friends left because I had been neglecting them for my significant other and I'm not saying that it's easy like it's obviously like even today it was like a whole journey like getting together and like getting this podcast going, I think we were supposed to start like three hours ago, which is fine. But we're making it happen and that's the thing is, you know, you have to prioritize and you have to make sure like, are you doing well at time management? So I guess my question for you is Angela, like how does someone make more time for friendships when they have so many other things going on and they do have other priorities? Yeah, no, like so for me, like throughout like my friendships, when I've dated anyone um, in the past, it's always been like I guess I would say I've dated people that understand the need to want to have your own adventures and have that time with your friends. But I would say it's also about just like being vocal and speaking up about it if you have a partner. Like I need this time. With my, with my friends to be able to, you know, write, um, speak on different subjects, than perhaps like you're not particularly going to speak about with your SO. Um, Be able to have like a little window outside of your everyday life and just laughter and fun, right? And being able to glean that. And so for me, it's always just been about carving out that time. And I've moved around a lot. So I've lived in Austin. That's where I'm from. I lived in L.A. for nine years. I've been in Detroit now for four years. And I make the time for those phone calls for those texts, for those voice messages, right? Like I have a good amount of friends that are still in LA and in Austin. And so for me, like if you don't nourish your relationships, regardless if it's love or if it's platonic, it's not going to continue to thrive. And so it really is about throughout your busy day, even if you're exhausted after work or maybe it's on your lunch break or, you know, your Sunday, whatever it is, like making the effort, making the time. It could be a short 30 minutes, but being able to keep that connection alive is important because human beings thrive on connection. I love my alone time I, I honestly love being by myself so that's a blessing and a curse at the same time but I do know that human connection is like one of the most important, important things that we need as human beings it is I mean and there is like a loneliness epidemic I mean I've seen emails and I've seen news articles about it and stuff like that and I think sometimes we have to like call ourselves out and be like I'm feeling lonely, but have I really been making an effort in this area? And where can I make more of an effort? And But I think part of that, too, and I was talking about this in my last episode, is some of us don't know how to make those friends. So maybe it's not even like nourishing the friendships we already have, but maybe it's like we did move to a new city and those friendships faded away. Maybe we just got out of a toxic friend group. Maybe we just got out of a toxic relationship where we were isolated from our friends. So like, how do you kind of start over in your thirties? Like if you were to start fresh and like, let's say that you weren't so great at keeping in touch with those people from other places and you move somewhere new, like, where would you start? Like, how would you, start to form new friendships in your 30s when, you know, we usually just work and come home or maybe you're working from home and you don't even know your co-workers. Like, where do you meet those people? How do you meet them and how do you start that journey? Yeah. So when I moved to L.A., I really didn't have any girlfriends when I first moved there. I had one um, whom I met right before I moved there. We just clicked. It was organic. But I will say it takes time. So I, again, lived there for nine years and I would meet a friend like, you know, in the apartment building at the hair salon. A lot of it was like at the time through work as well. Um, And then I'd meet friends through those friends and I slowly started building up my network of friendships because again, I feel like women empowerment is so important and women and friendships is so important but it wasn't overnight so it definitely took time and same as here in Detroit I moved here I just knew you you were the only girlfriend that I had here and I've met people in my building right Um, I would say that's it for the most part, and I have been able to meet a couple of people through work, um, whether it's remote or not, but it's knowing, I would say, quality over quantity, first off, and having that click. We talk so much about having clicks Like in relationships, like when we meet someone and we're like, ooh, ah. Like a spark. Yeah. Like a, ooh, this excites me. Yeah. It's the same thing with friendships. Yeah. You know, you just know, you can't force it. And for me, it's like once I meet someone that's greatly impacted my life, I'm like, ah, yes. Like, I want to get to know you better. I want to continue, like, learning different layers and, you know, spending time. I think that's like a huge part of it there's a there's a genuineness to it and I think when you go into anything with an open heart open mind you know you will meet your tribe that's my personal belief because I've relocated twice and you know I've met some really great people yeah you have and you've been I mean I just think that you are such a good friend like not just to me but just in general you're a good friend to all like you're just I mean I think for you it's just natural I mean from what I can tell maybe it's not I mean is it natural for you or is it something where like you've had to kind of like develop those skills over time and like learn how to be a good friend and learn how to keep those friendships going it's a good question I feel like it's natural because it's never, again, like I said, it's never forced. I just go through what what feels natural to me, Mm -hmm. and again, I love the human connection, and so I think, yeah, it's just, it's always kind of been innate within me, um... Yeah, so yeah. what about people who are really shy or introverted or socially awkward? Like, what would you say to them if they're like, oh, there is this cool girl in my building or there is this girl at the gym or at the coffee shop that I see all the time and I want to be your friend, like she's seems someone that, that, like, I could connect with. Mm-hmm. Like, how do you take it from, or the, the yeah. hairstylist, I know exactly who you're talking about, who is one of your best friends now, like, how do you go from, like, oh, this is the girl who does my hair to, like, now we're friends, like... Do you ask them to like do you what you say, and you know? Do you ever have that that fear of rejection that you have, like? you know, like, if I was to ask someone, like, on a date or something, you know, like it almost feels similar to that, like, yeah. they could say no, they could be like, no, you're married, so you, like, <laughs> like, I'm not connecting out. with you, we're yeah. not doing like a friend date thing, yeah, like, how do you, or do you just call the elephant in the room, like, hey, I know this sounds weird, but, like, do you want to have a friend date, like, do you want to just, like, go out, like, get to know each other better, like, I need more friends, like, are you just honest, or, like, how do you have that conversation? Yeah, uh, I would say for me, again, it's like filling that initial click, and I feel like you can fill it on both ends, like you really can, and then from there, yeah, like, hey, like, maybe we should do something outside of this spin class, or if you're shy to speak to someone within your building, my best advice is... Take the focus off of yourself and focus it on the other person. So Mm. once you no longer make it just about you, because sometimes, and I have this issue with public speaking, I will get nervous um, when I'm speaking sometimes for like large crowds at work, because I'm focused on how are they going to think about me? Am I fidgeting? Am I doing something awkward versus just being my most authentic self and like focusing on that person's attributes. Listening is huge. And so you're really giving something to the conversation, especially as you're forming a new friendship and really hearing them and listening to what's going on in their life. Because a lot of the times I feel we could get hung up on um, saying something, like we're thinking of what to say when instead we should be listening and giving more of that authenticity. But again, going back to my advice, it would be just to go for it. You have nothing to lose. And I know fear of rejection is real, but you know what they say, you miss, like, what, nine out of the 10 chances you've, you've never taken. And so if it's important, <laughs> I know, don't you love that question? I think it's 100% of the chances oh, you don't take. okay, pay. well that's okay. And so, <laughs> I guess I don't take all my chances. <laughs> you miss nine <laughs> out of ten of the chances. Oh, god! <laughs> I, no, I would say if if you are nervous about it, because I've gone to keep Oh, yeah, I've gone to parties before, and you sometimes you do feel like a wallflower because you're not vibing with anyone there, particularly. Um, I feel so like we can't see you enough, so moving the camera. Oh, yeah, no, it's all good. <laughs> Um I feel like it's it's valid to feel that way. So everyone's feelings are valid, but you do have to take that chance in order to build your build your friendships and create new friendships. So for me I feel like I've always been bold in that sense. No pun intended. Um, <laughs> but I've always owned for bold. I've always owned you know what if I feel like something's right then I'm gonna I'm gonna go for it and I feel like we all have that within us we all have that intuition and that feeling yeah definitely yeah I think it's you know, we all have fears around, like, different things, and I think for me, I'm, like, the opposite. Like, I could talk in front of a room of 150 people, no problem, but, like, if I were to, like, go up to someone and say, like, hi, I want to be your friend, I think I would, like, shit my pants. Like, I just, like, I like I'm t- when it comes to, like, a work environment, I just feel like I'm a totally different, not a different person, but I'm just, like, a different version of myself. Like, when I'm in a work environment, I feel like I have a script, and I feel like I have... This kind of persona that I put on, like this work boss bitch persona, and then like when I step out of it and in my personal life, I'm like, how am I supposed to act right now? So (laughs) I I have to say, when I first met you, I was like, damn, I want to be this girl. Well, that's what's so funny is that like all of my close friends I've met through work or school. Like I've never met someone who's like. I mean, I've met people, but I've never become close to people that are neighbors or walking down the street or, like, random places like that. Like, Uh, I'm asking these questions, like, for myself, too. So, (laughs) um, I'm "I'm taking notes. Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, for me, it's, like, when I... And I think it's part of, like, being neurodivergent. It's, like, when I'm in 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 an environment where I know I'm supposed to act and speak a certain way, like, I can step into that role. And, again, it's still me, but it's just, like, different parts of me, right, that are kind of highlighted... And it's like, I have something, like I already have something in common with you, like we work together, so we can talk about work, and then it might lead into getting a drink after work, and then go from there. Like, I don't have a problem making friends in places like that, because I feel like it just kind of like one thing leads to another, and it happens. I think it's a little harder for me to be intentional with people where I don't know if I have anything in common with them yet. And it's like, well, what do I say? What do I talk about? And um, so that's what's funny is because a lot of my friends that I met through work, they're like, oh, you're not shy. What are you talking about? Like, they, like, don't understand what I'm saying when I say, no, I am actually really shy of people that I don't know in certain environments. But, like, at work, you know, so it's funny because people don't believe me when I say that. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> You know, there are people that are shy in that aspect as well, like outside of work. And I've known a couple of friends that have gone on Bumble. Like Bumble. Oh, yeah. Bumble FF. Yeah. yeah. And met a couple of great friends that way. Yeah. Because you can look at your life and your interests. And so it's a little bit more of an icebreaker when you're initially hanging out. That's why I only do online dating, too. Because I'm like, okay, at least I know something to say. Like, I'm like, oh, you are done coming. Like, if someone doesn't have... And by the way, I am still on a dating break, so no one signed into my DMs and asked me out because I will say no. (laughs) But but no, when I was on dating apps, I'm always on and off. But when I was, the last time I was on, um, well, actually, I always did this. Like, if they don't have a bio at all, I immediately swipe left because it's like... Either you don't have a personality, A, or B, you're too lazy to write a bio. you trying to be, like, elusive and mysterious. Or that, or that. But it's like, if you don't have five minutes to write a bio, then you definitely don't have time for what I need. Like, how am do I need minutes for that? Like, if you can't even put in five minutes for your bio, like, are you going to give me any attention? Um, or, yeah, or I just, I'm like, well, I don't know what to say now. Unless you, like, see something in their picture. Like, oh, they're wearing... I don't know, a Disney shirt. Like, i can not about Disney. Like, you know, it's yeah. like you have to find something, right? Or it's just like, hi, how are you? There be some sort of a common interest. Because I have yeah. say I've experienced that before. Like, when you're getting to know friends and be like, oh, there's not a lot of common interests there. So that does happen. Yeah. It's just like dating. Yeah. No, <laughs> like, it really is. is. Yeah. It really is. And when it comes to work, too, or school, like, sometimes you graduate that school or you transfer or you leave that job yeah. or you move to a different location and you realize like, wait, maybe we did only have work in common. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that can happen too. And that's okay. Like it's okay to have friends. We've said this before for a reason, a season or a lifetime. Like not everyone has to stay in your life forever. And Marissa Lees, who's someone I follow on Everything She says, and she says this when it comes to dating, but it's true for friends, too, is it doesn't have to be forever to be beautiful. And, like, it's okay to have those temporary friendships, too. And I think that's another thing for me. I'm just such an intense person that I'm, like, if I don't see myself being friends with this person for a long time, I almost feel like, what's the point? I know that sounds, like, really harsh or something, but it's almost like I don't... Maybe because I've had friendship trauma, I don't want to waste my time and energy on something that might end. But again, like, that's the risk that you take because you really just don't know. Yeah, no, I I completely agree with you. I mean, I feel like we've all had friendship losses, like you and I both have, right, in the past. And you you grieve the loss of that relationship because you're putting so much time and so much effort. Again, it is a relationship. It's a different type of relationship. Like you're saying, it's like platonic loves, platonic relationship. But you have a lot of memories with those people. You've shared parts of yourself that maybe you haven't shared with others or even your own family because sometimes these people are our chosen family. So it can very much be... Like right grieving a loss, and you know I've had a couple of those instances in my life. Like they're rare, but they have happened regardless of the circumstance. But just going back to how to how to spend time. I mean, again, like a lot of my my friends, most of them in Austin are married, and the majority of them have kids. But it's like every time we connect, we make that effort. I'm not if they're listening to this, I'm gonna I'm gonna be like, thank you all so much. But whenever I come into town, it's like it's like we're rallying, you know, to see you. And they're coming from like an hour away. Most of them live in Johnson City, and they're coming down just for like one lunch or one dinner. And I think that's just a testament to when people do that for you and they rally for you and want to see you but you would also do the same for them and they know that and I think that's like an important establishment in the friendship as well right so yeah. what do you do or like has this ever happened where maybe you felt like it was kind of a one-sided friendship like maybe you were doing all the work or maybe it was a draining friendship where like maybe it wasn't you don't know, see each other maybe it was like this person was always venting about their life and, like, you couldn't, they weren't there for you and you yeah. needed someone. Like, you know, never had those types of things. And, like, how did you get over that? Did you just kind of, like, let it go? Or did you mm. communicate with them what was going on? Like... Or does it like not bother you? Like do you even like notice? I don't know, because you always seem so like happy and <laughs> chipper. So I'm like, maybe she doesn't maybe nothing bothers her. <laughs> so. to be, things do bother me. <laughs> I promise y'all I'm not a pod person. <laughs> or you know, what is it? Those little robot things. Like right. I don't know, separate wife. They're right. Right. Yeah. no I don't know. You're not, <laughs> no, um so no. I have had friendships um before where they're weren't, like, a lot of common interests or commonality. So it was, like, they, like, were always wanting to go to, like, festivals, right, or yoga. And I do like yoga. I do enjoy it. I pulled my hamstrings. So, like, I can ever yoga on my right leg, like, I can on my left. It drives me crazy. I know it's not about perfection, but that's why I don't do it as much as I did when I was in college. It that makes sense. And she liked going to, like, downtown events in L.A., and it, was, it came to the point where she felt like I never wanted to do anything she wanted to do. And I was making the effort. I was doing the right things. But it's like, I'm sorry. Like, we just, our interests aren't completely aligning all of the time. Like, how, you know, you can just sit and have conversations. Like, we're sipping on tea right now and just... Hanging out, you know, and just really strong tea, really strong tea, and just uh, just relaxing. And um, you know, I just felt like it couldn't be that way. And so, when there was a falling out um, on that end, um, you know, I had to make peace with it because, unfortunately, you know, you can't. I think we've you've told me this before, like. You know, you can't always expect a reason for why someone distanced themselves yeah. from you. And it could be for their own mental health, for their own well-being, you know, however they feel. Because, again, everyone's feelings are valid. But, you know, in those types of situations, like, when i that was when I was younger, too. I was in my 20s. I just feel you got to know, like, that the friendship was... Um, great for when you have the friendship like same as when you have a relationship like there were reasons that y'all were connected like you said whether it was work mm-hmm. you know or whether it was through mutual friends or perhaps a hobby that that you both enjoyed um but I guess the best way in thing is to honor what was and then to let it go and move on and know that you have other great friends in your corner yeah, for sure. And I feel like I you mean know, obviously everyone is different, right? Like when you're dealing with humans, like it's always gonna be yeah. yeah. There's always gonna be a varied type of personalities and things like that. And I think like there are some people who they do only like I have certain friends I like, know if I wanna do certain activities, they'll be there. But there's other activities where I know they won't go and it doesn't matter who else is gonna be there, it doesn't matter how fun it's gonna be, they're like I'm just not so oh, some and then I have other friends that I like just who I am I'm like even something I've never done like sure unless it's like skydiving or something but I just like I just my love language is quality time so like I usually don't care what I'm doing with someone as long as I'm spending time with them it doesn't really matter what the activity is but I do have some friends who are like well these activities I don't like these I do so then I just kind of learn like what to invite them to what not to invite them to and like that's okay yeah you know so that's another thing to keep in mind as well um so, I'm trying to look at my list, too. We haven't covered something, but I feel like we've covered everything. I mean, you know, <laughs> but it's only been a half hour. I'm like, okay. we're going to talk for like two hours. But, um, I mean, is there anything else that you wanted to share that we didn't cover yet or anything that... Because I know we were talking earlier about different topics. Yeah. So, um, I'm trying to think if there's any... Anything else I I would say Also, you know planning ahead is something good I know we're both super planners But when you do have a busy life and you have other components like one of my friends is a mom Going to school you are as well also going to school and working full-time Just like you and so being able to To plan for things and make time for things is important. So, like, value your time and your friend's time. Put something on the calendar. Have a girl's trip. You know, go a place that you've never gone before and just enjoy it. Um, Again, enjoy the quality time, regardless of where you are, because I'm about to move again. (laughs) So... I will be moving. Surprise. Surprise. Surprise! I'm moving again end of the year, but I, again, like, I find when we move it not only gives us connection with new humans, new types of human beings, but it also broadens our culture, it, it broadens like our, our thoughts maybe things we hadn't thought before like living in certain specific places, so I'm always a huge advocate of moving out of your hometown and experiencing something different, I just just happened to have like moved a bit more than I thought I would I honestly never thought I'd leave Austin but I'm glad that You know, I took the chance to be in L.A. You know, I'm here in Detroit now. And if I would never have moved to L.A., I wouldn't have met you. I wouldn't have met a lot of my other amazing friends, right, that I met there. And had I not moved here, then we wouldn't have been able to reconnect in person as often. And I wouldn't have met some of the other great people I've met. And I can't imagine my life without meeting these individuals. So, I'm not saying you can't stay in your hometown, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, I know people that have been friends with their high school buddies for like, right? 20 years, 25 years. But I will say that expanding your horizons and getting out of your comfort zone is going to open up more room for authentic friendships and for new friendships. Well, so, guess that's the, the last little bit I have to say. I just... like, being intentional and being natural, I mean, I know, like, you and I, like, we've talked about this before, how we met at work, but we actually became better friends, like, after, yeah, after we both left there, and I don't even, and I don't know how it happened, like, quite honestly, like, when I look back, like, it's hard for me to remember, like, how that developed because it was just so natural, and I think, um, like you said, like, having an open heart and open mind, listening more than you talk, we have, two ears and one mouth right there's that saying and um putting other people first and then the right people will gravitate towards you um I mean I think all of that was really really good so thank you so much for sharing and for being here it was amazing thanks again for having me Hopefully she'll have me again. We'll see. Um, yeah, well, you know, we're going to do a part two. Well, actually, it'll kind of be part three because I feel like my last episode was part one that I did by myself. But, um, well, cheers. Cheers. zone. You never know who you're going to meet. And it could be someone that you just meet that day. I mean, you could have a conversation with someone in a hotel and never see them again, but it could be a conversation that changes your life. Oh, yeah. Like oh. I met Allison on the airplane. Oh, okay. Hey, I I the story? Yeah. We're going to have to edit this real quick. I got oh, it. Okay. So <laughs> I was on an airplane and um, and I was going to Austin. I just feel like they haven't been able to see oh. you because your hair has been blocking your face oh. the whole time. So, hi. Nice. Hi, world. Um, so, by the way, let me know if you want me to start vlogging. So, I was, I was on an airplane going to Austin for a bachelorette, and I met, um, Allison and her husband were sitting right next to me on the plane, mm-hmm. and... I was like, Oh, like this girl's cool, you know, you just start talking like you always do sometimes when you're on the plane. I mean I don't, but like, yeah. Like a small talk, like people like you do. Like, yeah, well, you know, it's just like, Hey, how's it going? I, I fall asleep. And, I just put my headphones in and on. <laughs> oh my god. I say hi sometimes. Oh, okay. Go ahead. Well, I think we like both bonded it was a very turbulent flight yeah. and i used to tell her i y'all i used to be so nervous to fly um and i could see that and it was like just trying to distract her we're just talking i'm telling her all the great things about austin like where to go what they should do and we just like i don't know we like really connected and we started just talking about our lives and like where we went to school our hobbies our families like What it is that we want to do in life, and we landed. We went our separate ways, but we connected on Instagram, and then serendipitously, like we ended up being on the same flight again. We weren't next to each other. Oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah, but on the same flight, and we were like, okay, we really have. We're meant to be friends. We're meant to be friends. Yeah, and yeah, like take a shot every time I say yeah. When she came, because she moved to Dallas with her husband from Detroit, from here, and she came in one time, and I hung out with her and her fam, and then then you saw her in Texas. I saw her in Texas, and yeah, like, I mean, that's, again, you just never know whom you're going to meet, how you're going to meet them, so I just wanted to leave everyone with that last story. I felt like that was, that was pretty freaking cool. So, Allison, Hi! Allison. you don't know me but I'm sure we'll meet eventually so <laughs> All right well thank you everyone. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for laughing <laughs> and we will see you next time. Bye.